welcome to my lair. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. What's going I on? I just, I was uh, in limbo there. I had to hit OK. How you doing? <laughs> good, 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 good. How are you doing? Not bad, man. I got to pull up the dock, man. So I know what I'm going to say. When's he coming on? <laughs> 6 15 or 11 uh, 15? Yeah, 11 um, 15. I, I threw a couple things in there to talk about. I mean, I feel like the first 15 minutes. We don't always talk straight about sports, but I threw some things in there. And um, if there's anything you want to talk about, just uh, just let me know, and or just bring it up. And and if you guys have like questions in the middle of anything, just uh, chime in and ask. Okay. I can do that. <clears throat> we definitely need to work on how like we uh, space out our questions as far as like taking like a, a second break. I do. I mean, I'm the one who does it all the time. Like after we say something to let to let that person finish. Like I need to like be take my time before I start jumping in with stuff. I, I tend to just jump into these things before someone's done talking. And cause sometimes it works. But I think a lot of times I'm like screwing things up. Yeah, I mean, I'm really just saying that for myself. Okay, I mean, we all we all have some things to polish on, but I think it, we're we're getting better and better as it's going. So, no question about that, man. No question. Yeah, so I have a bunch of things to bring up to them about. We got like a minute fifty left. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he is. Oh, he's waiting. I thought I didn't. I didn't think there was a uh, waiting room. I thought I it changed. It was a different that. meeting this time, right? Um, it should still be the same room number, but there there was a waiting room last week too. I think Zoom changed things, and I just have to go back in and fix it. But I kind of have some. I don't know. Uh, I kind of drew out like the times table of his uh, career and talked to him about baseball, about marketing. Um, and yeah, my guess is he's really going to want to just talk about the marketing and the the whole the, his league, really, right? Yeah, yeah. And they just debuted um, like a couple minutes ago, I think, a new baseball team they added three games first ones tomorrow they're called the savannah party animals so he has got to be like the owner of that team too like he just he's yeah. just like making his entire thing so yeah we, I gotta, we gotta ask him if he's actually getting more minor league well i guess they if they're under if they're in the minors they're under contract so it's a little different yeah i guess he's pulling a lot of kids out of college from college teams I would guess we got uh, 15 seconds. Yo, um, yo, what's going on? I'm going over to the live broadcast for a second. You guys won't be on there yet, so you guys can talk. Fused, what's up, Jamie? How you doing, man? 
Good, man. How you guys doing? Good. I got to pull up this stinking link. The Google We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. You are listening to... What time is it? You're listening to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, Community Radio with Global Soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Bring It In. I think uh, there's just a bus that just hit its brakes or something going by the studio. I don't know if you guys heard that weird squealing. <laughs> it's just, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I thought we had technical difficulties for a moment. No, 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 not not this week, I don't believe. I think we got everything set up. Um, We're ready <laughs> We're ready. We got everything lined up perfect for uh, the one of the co-owners of the Savannah Bananas to join us today. Um, how are you guys doing? We're joined by Jeff and Jamie, as always. Um, we've been we've been rocking out pretty good. I've been I was looking over notes today, and and this week uh, we're jumping into week eleven of our football picks and. Hey, we've been we've been pretty consistent. Um and I was I also noticed like by the time we finish these picks, time's been flying by for me, but by the time we finish these picks, I'm gonna have some new windows in my house. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um nice. so, oh, yeah. so how have you guys been doing over the weekend? Been great, man. I had a great weekend. Uh <clears throat> played some golf last week. Played some softball yesterday, and uh, it's cool, man. Feeling good. Nice, How nice. about you, Jimmy? Man, you know how it is down here, Glenn. It's tough to do anything. It's been so hot lately. Oof. But uh, I did take in some. Uh, I did take in some live baseball this weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah, man. So they had uh, uh, MLB put up some preseason games. Uh, they had. The Yankees playing the Mets in City Field and then in, in, in the Bronx. Um, I watched that game. That was that was fun to watch, man. I didn't like how they put the uh, the sounding in of the, the fake fan sounds because I wanted to hear more. Um, but yeah, keep going. My bad. No, that's right. No, it is kind of weird to see that at City Field they put the cardboard cutouts in. You yeah. know, first the first ten rows or something, but uh, they didn't do that with uh, at Yankee Stadium. And they were filtering in crowd noise to try to help with the game as it was going. 
but it's just good to see some live baseball. Yeah, I so I, I saw the one – I only saw a couple innings. I wish I could have seen more, but we were putting the kids to bed and everything. But uh, I guess the Yes Network hired Buck Showalter, which was obviously the old Orioles uh, head coach, manager. Um, and so he, he was with the Yankees for a long time also as their skipper. Yeah. But um, he, he was uh, – they were talking about how they were bringing the noise in and with him. And it sounded like they didn't have it in earlier on in the game, and they just started doing it toward the end of the game. But uh, it was a real joy hearing hearing Buck and watching Buck and watching that live baseball happen, man. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I didn't get to watch it. I was working all all weekend, but I did hear that it was pretty weird when the guys would hit the ball into the crowd, into the stands, and it would just bounce around <laughs> so um i mean that's definitely normally we're used to seeing a couple elbows thrown maybe somebody diving over a chair risking a I mean, beer spilled yeah beer spilled. yeah man and these guys were hitting them up into places that normally don't get those home run balls man they were hitting bombs yeah it's hot it's already hot man and the, i'm telling you the hitters have such an advantage i mean you guys know uh, pitchers just aren't ready for it yet. They don't have the the intel on on what these guys are, you know, what they're not swinging at and what they can't hit. Um, so pitchers are are at a huge disadvantage right now. Yeah, well, team with the best the best hitters and the best fielders is going to win, not the best pitching man, because pitching is going to be off the off the table for the first at least I'd say at least the first month. Okay, so we're waiting almost until uh, we get into the playoffs to actually see those pitchers warmed up and ready to go. I'm thinking that the halfway point will know. Yeah, that's when teams are going to start having pitchers pitchers dominating, and uh, it's just this season's going to be nuts, man. Yeah, who knows who's going to pull something through with this? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to hear like Buck Showalter, and uh, I saw I heard an interview this morning on uh, on the way into work with a former. Uh, uh, major league coach saying that their strategies this year because it's a sprint to the finish line rather than you know a long drawn out season um, that they that that their coaching is going to be a little bit different now taking guys out after the second inning when things just aren't working got no time to make up games so their strategies are going to be completely different it's going to be fun to watch maybe we uh, should talk to Mr. Banana here about some changes in the MLB too. Yeah. This could set a precedent for the season to be different for next, for all the upcoming years, especially after the uh, CBA is up, uh, which that's after this season, right? Starting going into 2021, Jamie. I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah. I see you putting in some uh, old trapper, I think, right? Was that hot and spicy or peppered or what do you got there, Jamie? <laughs> I got the uh, old fashioned. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. You know, my daughter likes that. She's four and she crushes it, man. Nice. Well, I ate all the hot and spicy already. There's nothing left. <laughs> like doggy treats for my daughter, man. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you guys hear that the uh, Blue Jays are actually uh, they they're not allowed to play in Toronto this year? So Dude. they need to find a new uh, home site. What, where are they at with that? I mean, they just announced it, what, Saturday? That they, Maybe it was before then. I don't know if they would announce anything on Saturday. But, yeah, I saw in the news when it broke. And uh, what 
Or have they gotten further? Have they figured out a place? I haven't heard that they've found a place, but they they do have a minor league park in Buffalo. It's Buffalo. uh and it's very it's their triple A park. So I don't I don't know what the facilities are like there, but um yeah. Either there well, or down in Florida at the real spring training facility. Yeah, I guess they could do that. I mean, they're, the thing is, they're playing more regional. I think they'd want to keep it up in Buffalo. I would, um, too. But then I thought about... Um, the minors. I mean, well, not just the minors, but they're still going to be going down. They're still going to be up against um, Tampa Bay in that division. So That's, that's a good point. Tampa yeah. Bay's down there. Um but so I was thinking, why don't you just why don't we get him in, in Savannah? Yeah, Savannah. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk to uh, Jesse about that. But also, if they're using the AAA facility as their um, training grounds for the the minor leaguers, yeah, um, then they'd have to move them. So yeah, it depends. Like I know for Baltimore, the um, Tommy was it. He's going to Bowie, uh, the Bowie Bay Sox. Our Double A program is where they're. They're hosting all the uh, minor league guys that'll be able to move up and in and out of the lineups for uh, okay the regular regular so, league. So, so when um, they break for the actual season, he's going to be moving down to Bowie for to to keep working with the younger guys that are on the side. He's to actually be there now. In. Oh, okay. Yeah. So cool. I think he he they did like the testing on him uh, at. Camden Yards and then he may have stayed there for a little while but they've they've broke it off at this point he's he's training the younger guys right now um like uh you know their, their draft picks and all right now so it's it's not it's basically their players that they want to develop mostly I mean it's yeah I, I don't think it's like a lot of these guys that are kind of lifers I think it's like the young guys and then the guys that would definitely transition into major leagues okay. or could handle yeah, that but, makes know, sense. The miners are weird when it comes to that. So yeah, maybe they're, they're just going to have to figure out a way to be able to filter players in because they just still don't know, you know. I mean, yeah. Um, you got to have guys to fill in in case certain guys you know, test positive or. Yeah. Or, oh, it's going to be. They're, they're not in a bubble, and and it's going to be a different testing system. Yeah. So. No. Um, yeah. The. The field in Buffalo, I was reading, is actually, it's probably got the closest dimensions to Rogers Center okay. also. So it would it would kind of give them the feel of possibly playing on their home field you, advantage. You know, it's good. It doesn't even need to be enclosed because this time of year, you're, you're safe, you know? Yeah. You're safe with weather for the most part. Just hot. <laughs> yep. And it shouldn't be too hot up in Buffalo, I wouldn't think. I but, wouldn't think. But then again, I, I don't know. Um, so the uh, NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, they've made it in their tournament. They've uh, got through the round-robin stage, and they've made it to the playoffs. They got the first uh, first round of the playoffs down, and now we're in the semifinals where we have the Portland Thorn, who have um, Tobin Heath, Becky Sauerburn, uh, Lindsey Horan, 
uh, and they're playing the Houston Dash. Um, then we have the New Jersey Sky Blue. They have uh, Carly Lloyd and Mallory Pugh on their team, and they're playing the Chicago Red Stars, who have Morgan Bryan, who is actually um, somewhat of a local down in the Savannah area. I believe she grew up in Richmond Hill, a uh, town right below Savannah. And then Julie Ertz, and all the names that I was mentioning, those are the more known names in um, women's soccer because they were on the actual uh, Olympic and World Cup teams and things like that. So they've been uh, rolling through and, and doing really well. So that's that's exciting. And yep. the, uh, the men, they are just about into the... Uh, into the into the knockout stage, so um, it doesn't look like Atlanta United's going to make it. They've uh, lost their first two games. They would have to have like a crazy miracle and score a lot of goals in their next game. And without uh, Martinez on the field for him after he uh, tore his, I believe it was his ACL in the first first or no the second game i believe um yeah he didn't he hasn't returned but it's they're they're moving on on their uh side of the tournament too and jeff you saw you saw probably the most exciting mls game of the tournament oh, so yeah. far yeah the uh, toronto team versus montreal the, the, both teams were were very good um uh, it was the best soccer i've seen in the mls um in my life um Toronto was phenomenal. Um, Montreal scored on a couple PKs, uh, but it was a 4-3 game. Toronto won, and they've got this young uh, forward that put three. he netted a hat trick, um, and he was just – he could put the ball in the net, man. I mean, he was quick. He controlled the ball extremely well and placed the ball perfectly every time. I mean, he chipped the keeper on one occasion, and he yeah, just I always in the that. right spot. So, yeah, he, uh, this guy, I think – uh, Altador was on the bench because of him. Yeah, well, Altador is getting up there. Um, yeah, he's getting <clears throat> up there in age, and he um, was never as good as we wanted him to be. No, he never showed up to the big occasion, so no. that's always um, unfortunate. But he's uh, yeah, Ao Aquino. I. I don't I hope I pronounced his name right, but he um who needs Altador when you have him? He's tied with uh LAFC's Diego Rossi for the most goals in the tournament so far with five goals. And um he's twenty years old and he's just um he's he's really good, really fast, and he he makes great decisions out there. It's yeah. um I'm I'm interested where he's gonna end up because his international allegiance is between the US, um, Canada, Canada. and yeah, Nigeria. Um so oh. I thought he was born in Canada, uh, but then played in the youth youth leagues in the some tournaments. Um in America, so 
Hey, hey, nice. nice. We are joined now by Jesse Cole, the co-owner of Savannah Bananas and Fans First Entertainment. Um, welcome to the show, Jesse. Welcome to Bring It In. Excited to be with you guys. Nice. We're excited yeah. to have you. Um, and I want to let everybody know he is in his yellow tux, um, <laughs> just to let you know. Um, man, congratulations on the win last last night. And you guys have been doing awesome this season. It's um, really exciting. Uh, the, the stands have been... Um, not filled like you normally have them because of uh, all the social distancing going on. But, I mean, to me, it still looks like you guys, with social distancing, are still attracting more people than the last baseball team we had in uh, Savannah. And and that's just, it, it makes us feel good in, in the sports uh, world when we, see, when we see a strong team coming through. Um, how... Uh, how has it been, and are there are there actually still tickets out there to uh, be able to purchase from you guys? I know you guys sell out all the time. Yeah, I mean it's been a wild ride for us, obviously uh, selling out every game, uh, and then this this season hit, and uh, when we announced we were going to play and go to fifty uh, percent capacity, and actually less than that to be safer, we had to turn away fifty thousand fans. So mm. it was a uh, something I never imagined we'd have to go through. Uh, and as we've gone into the season, yeah, we've we've tried to be very strategic on making sure that uh, it's a safe environment and that we get through the season. I think really it's not about wins or losses. It's just the fact that we're playing in front of fans and maybe the only team in the country playing in front of, you know, a thousand to 1500 fans a night to be safe. So um, we're, uh, we're excited what we're doing, but we're trying to reinvent and try new things every day. And I think that's what this opportunity is. Most teams say, Hey, we can't do it. We're going to shut down. We're trying to find a way, find a way to open, find a way to make things happen, find a way to try new rules and new experiments. And that's, what's been a lot of fun about the summer. Yeah, and it seems like that's where all your uh, successes kind of come from ever since you were down in, or up in Gastonia with the Grizzlies um, and you started as their GM. I was wondering, um, how'd, you, how'd you get in, involved in um, the other side, the front office side of baseball? Is it something you've always been passionate about or is it just something that fell in your lap and you ran with it and you just did awesome with it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a kid, I never thought I'd be owning a baseball team. I thought I'd be playing for a baseball team. Um, but uh, fortunately, I'll say this, fortunately, I tore my shoulder when I was playing college baseball and uh, that was the best thing that ever happened to me um, because I got an internship with the team and then I got offered the general manager of a team, Gastonia, 23 years old. And how do you get offered the job as a GM at 23? Well, it's the worst team in the entire country. I mean, this team was bad, guys. I mean, 200 fans coming to the games. There was $268 in the bank account. It was a disaster. Um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I had to learn. I had to learn how to attract people to come to a ballpark. And I don't know about you guys, but when, you know, there's a difference between playing sports and watching sports. Yeah. When you play, you're in the game. And I love playing the game. But man, when I started watching baseball, I was like, this game is boring to watch. I mean, this is too long, too slow. And I said, how are we going to attract people to come to a lower level baseball game unless it's really fun? And like lower level, like we're one of the lowest levels there is. And so that's when we started trying grandma beauty pageants and flatulence fun nights and salute to underwear nights and midnight madness games and you name it, we tried it. And people started to say, hey, you never know what's going to happen to the ballpark. I'm going to go and just have fun. And I think that's when we started developing baseball fans and more just fans of the type of game and entertainment we were playing. 
Yeah, um, I noticed um, too. Uh, you you ended up becoming a co-owner of the Grizzlies, and from what I see now, it looks like you just you own the Grizzlies flat out. Is that true? Yeah, I bought them in uh, 2014, and my wife and I we uh, took on that venture after running it for many years, and then uh, we sold it after Savannah just became bigger than we ever imagined. And as we had our, our little one, we have a two-year-old Maverick who's actually out in the field right now throwing. He wants to be the next banana, uh, but we'll have to get him a, a green uniform because he's not quite ripe yet. So we'll have to pick that. <laughs> pick that uh, but uh, yeah, you know, again, what we've learned is sometimes it's best to build something um, where you can put your full focus on it. And so we sold Gastonia after a few years and okay. had a great run there. And now uh, all in on the bananas and, you know, really trying to make even a bigger impact and change the game of baseball and change the fan experience. And as our next goal is to take the bananas uh, all over the world and uh, bring the show, bring the show to the fans. Awesome. So that's what I was thinking. Are you guys going to make it like a regional thing? Like have, uh, you know, plots of, of teams, like groups of like six or seven teams all play in their own league and then come together and have like a, a, a tournament, like a, like an old school baseball tournament. <laughs> I think there's no idea that's off the table at this point, but I think where we are, our direction and where we're going. And I think this is so important, especially, you know, so many baseball owners, they focus on just what's ahead of them that season. We're thinking five, 10 years out in the front. And, um, you know, we see ourselves more as the bananas uh, really traveling as one team all yeah. over the world and not yeah. necessarily having a bunch of leagues. We'll have our main league, our Disney world banana yeah. land experience here in Savannah. And then take the show to different cities and maybe cities that have lost baseball. When you so think like a Globe Trotters, like a Harlem Globe yes, Trotters. Except our games will actually count and our games yeah. will be competitive. It's not just the Globe Trotters beating the crap out of the Washington Generals. We're yeah, going to have real time. games. And uh, it, but still challenge the way games are played. It's still too long. It needs to be more fast. It needs to be more exciting. And uh, I, that's that's what we're going to challenge. I totally agree. I know cricket um, in yes. India they, they did something similar. It seems like so this could really blast off and i really love what you're doing um have you had any contact with any uh mlb executives about what you're doing or is, is this just still preliminary stages at this point um you know i got a call from someone a, a big time ceo uh, that i've come close with and he's like i was just talking to uh, uh the commissioner about you guys and he, I'm, I'm but he, i think he's got other things he needs to work on right now I'm like that's fine <laughs> yeah. um you know, we're, we're willing to help in any way. I mean, the reality is uh, we've got calls from the NFL, the NBA, and some other big executives, but um, mostly we get calls from businesses, you know, that, that think differently. And I think the greatest innovators, the greatest reinventors uh, learn from outside their industry. And we don't focus on what other baseball teams are doing. We're paying attention to the cruise lines, the Disney's, my biggest mentor, P.T. Barnum and Walt Disney. I pay attention to what they were doing. And that's, that's what we're trying to focus on, really reinventing the game and making a better experience. Okay, and that's where uh, the fans first entertainment kind of comes in with all all the extra things dealing with um, you guys talk to businesses, like you say, and and um, what am I trying to say? You're looking you're you're having speeches, motivational speeches for businesses and things like that, just to get people to step out of the box and stuff like that. Right. I mean, that was never the plan. I mean, five years ago, guys, uh, my wife and I were sleeping on an airbed. Uh, when we first came to Savannah, we sold two total tickets in our first three months. And we got a call in January of 2016 that we overdrafted our account and had no money. So my wife and I sold our house, emptied our savings account, and we're sleeping on an airbed with actually socks on. You never sleep with socks, but the floor was so gross and the place we were living was so nasty that we had to. Um, it was bad. 
And fortunately, we really tried to create attention and, and do things differently and market differently and, and stop trying to focus on profits and revenue and sales and focus on the fans. And uh, fortunately for us, that's really you know caught on and, and uh, we've had a lot of people reach out to us on how do you create that. And you know, for us, it's, it's, you gotta start with the things that frustrate you, you know, whatever you're in. I mean, baseball, go to a ballpark, you get nickel and dimed. You know, you pay six bucks for this, eight bucks for this, five bucks for this, and all of a sudden you're broke. That's a bad experience. So we made every ticket all inclusive. Why, why shouldn't every ticket include all your burgers, your hot dogs, your chicken sandwiches, your soda, your water, your popcorn, your dessert? Why shouldn't they? And so we, we challenged that. And even this year, which you think about timing, on February 25th, uh, we announced that we were creating the first ever ad-free ballpark. We eliminated every single advertisement from our stadium. Everyone in the industry is like, you guys are crazy. You're going out of business. And probably, you know, a lot of people would have been right by saying that. But we believe no one comes to a ballpark and wants to be advertised to. No one wants to be sold. No one wants to be marketed to. They want to have fun. They want to have an escape. There's too much noise out there. So we will sacrifice those short-term profits to create long-term fans. And that's what we're doing. And, you know, I think you got to play the long game. And that's, that's, uh, that's our mindset. And a lot of things fail. A lot of things we do don't, doesn't work. But uh, we've been fortunate. A few have, have worked out pretty well. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited because um, I, I tend to work at nights. So I was extremely excited this year when you guys launched the Bananas Insider. And uh, the other night when you um, debuted the drone camera flying around the stadium. Um, Things like that, I I love um, on a day off. Uh, I got home from work uh, last Saturday when you guys had the fireworks and the uh, drone cam was debuted. And I got home, um, I hop in the shower and I start showering real quick and I hear I hear fireworks out of my uh, outside and my my son yells to me, he's like, Man, people are still f- setting off fireworks from Fourth of July, and I was like, "No, no, no! It's it's down at uh, the Bananas game." I was like, "Open the iPad up real quick." Um, he opened it up, and I got a shower, came into the uh, kitchen, and and we watched your your fireworks display and the the convenience that that you guys have added. Um, is is awesome for someone like me who's normally at work at night and now i can just open open my phone up and and follow you guys and watch some of the games and whatnot and i think that's a great idea don't burn the filet man come on (laughs) (laughs) you call me out i appreciate it hey actually glenn there's a funny story about that you know the insider you know we questioned when everything was going on how can we show the games in a different way and we had no idea how to do it just to let you know we have high school uh, a high school team that's literally producing with videos and jared who's our president has never done any producing and directing at all before and so we said let's just try it and we started trying it. the first few games were struggles there was challenges trying to get the right cameras trying to get the audio and then we said all right drone how can we try it and so we had a, a drone operator who works with us and he was practicing it but all of a sudden we we're supposed to do the fifth inning and he was filming something else so i'm running over to him and i go mel mel with the fifth inning the drone and he goes Oh no, Jared's doing it. I go, Jared, he doesn't know how to fly a drone. He goes, oh no, he practiced an hour ago. And I see Jared, he's doing it. I'm like, what is happening? And again, you just test things. Jared learned how to fly a drone and started putting in the game. And the same thing, trying to let the fans choose who's gonna close the game and trying how do you mic up players during games. You don't know how to do it, but you test it. 
And I think some people are afraid to test that. And yeah, there's going to be challenges. I mean, the first time we served 4,000 people all you can eat, guys, it was a disaster. People were waiting eight <laughs> innings to get food. I mean, it was it was a disaster. But the next time you get better, next time you get better. And I think so many people are afraid to not test things. We'll test things and get through the the struggle and the suck, as we call it. Get through what sucks and get to the better point. And so uh, I appreciate you being an a insider. We're going to get better. And now the next question is we're going to ask, what can we do to make people so interested in the offseason? What is that special content that we're going to provide that shows people they haven't things they haven't seen before from a baseball team? And we're already working on that to try to build that. So um, that's I appreciate I really appreciate the support there. Yeah, like I said, and the uh, I missed I missed the night um, where we got to select the closer. I kept I was I was busy and I kept trying to jump in to see that. But I thought that was a, a brilliant idea. I mean, we talked about that last week on the show. And I mean, we've we've all been there sitting on the couch and watching our favorite baseball team send out the guy we don't want. And Ubaldo Jimenez <laughs> in the playoffs, in the 11th inning. <laughs> so, so to actually give the fans, the supporters, that option, if there are enough out there that want this closer out there, and um, yeah, I, I think that's an awesome, awesome thing. And with all the success you've had, off the field, filling the stadium, um, getting people to sign up for insiders. It doesn't look like you've been sacrificing things on the field either. Um, I see 2006, you, you win the cup. Um, 2017, you, you get to the playoffs and, and lose in the second round. And then 2018, you have the best record in the league for the regular season. So it's, um, it's just like some people would think you're focusing solely on the entertainment section, but you're still putting a really good product on the field. And, um, does it get hard for you to, to balance both of them? Um, or do you just, do you make the team around you so strong that, that you have faith in the people on the baseball side to to put out the best uh, team they possibly can. Yeah, I mean, to get macro into micro, when you have a clear vision of what you're trying to do, a clear mission of what you're trying to do, and you bring people around that, that are driven by that mission and vision, it makes it very easy. So for us, our mission's fans first, entertain always. We make baseball fun. Like, that's what we do. And that's our focus. So our coach, Tyler Gillum, who's amazing, been great the last three years for us, he knows the types of players to bring in. He knows the guys are going to do choreographed dances every game. He knows that they're going to be the ring dudes like ring girls in boxing and rip their jerseys off. He knows they're going to be you know, singing and doing all the promotions. Like That's part of it. But what we've learned, and with anything, like what you guys are doing right now, I can tell you're having fun. When you have fun, you're, you're more successful. All right. You actually have you perform better. And so we don't focus on getting the most talented baseball players in the world. We get the best players that want to fit and entertain and give back to the fans that can fit our culture. And then they just perform better. And a, a professor from Georgia Southern, Curtis Sproul, did this study. He actually studied players that played during college and then played in the Coastal Plain League. And there was only one team that showed a better correlation that played better with wood bats in a college summer league versus metal bats in a college league. And it wasn't even close, and it was the bananas. 
So um, that's it, it's amazing. And I think, you know, this season has been a, more of a challenge for us because we're not as close. We've had to separate the team into two locker rooms. They're always wearing masks. You can't touch as much. There's so many things that have actually hurt the culture that we normally make. So yeah. we're trying to make it more fun, even so with the challenges of COVID. So I think it's the intentionality. We want the guys to have the most fun they've ever had while they're playing baseball. And then if they do that, they will play better and have a better experience. That's our number one focus. All right. Yeah, I, I was a high school baseball player and summer league. I always played a hundred times better than I did during the, the high school season. It was just an easier, more fun atmosphere. You're right. I mean, it really does. So what I was going to ask is, are you, uh, you have to find these players somewhere. Uh, where are you finding them? Are they, are these college players? And do you like have a separate interview of uh, like uh, a fun interview to try to see what kind of jokes they can come up with or something or. How do you know, you this is just a, a, yeah, great question. And it's a testament to our coach. Um, I'm not involved in the recruiting. I recruited our first few years in Gastonia and we had the worst team in the league. Now on paper, let's put it this way. Paper, we had all draft picks. We had like eight draft picks. We had a, a young guy uh, who you may have heard of him. Um, who was the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson played for me in 2009, but he was a much better football player than he was a baseball player. I did all the recruiting and it wasn't, I focused on getting the most talented guys. Now we get about a thousand applicants and players that want to play for us every year. We got to make it narrow it down to 30. But really what it is, is our coaches' relationships with other coaches. University of Georgia, we have a great relationship. Oklahoma State, you know, some Georgia Tech, some of these schools we have really good relationships with and they know which guys fit our mold best. And that's how we really pick our roster. And um, yeah, a lot of talent. I mean, we had the number, first round pick from the Braves played for us, uh, you know, last year. Right? And we've had some really top guys, but it's not their baseball first. It's really their character, their intangibles. Will they fit this? And yes, if they're great at baseball, they're going to really have a great summer. It's like selecting a, a people to be actors on Real World Road Rules Challenge or something. You know, it <laughs> is a cast. Have you guys seen The Battered Bastards of Baseball? No. All right. Netflix, you guys will love it. All right. It's I've watched it about 37 times. Um, it's the story of the Portland Mavericks independent team in the 1970s. And literally Bing Russell, you know, Kurt Russell, the actor. Yeah. Bing was his dad, played many different roles on, uh, you know, all these old Western shows. And he mm -hmm. bought a team and it was an independent team. It was the only independent team in the country. And he said, I'm going to cast this group of characters because he was used to being theater and TV. I'm going to cast this group that's going to come together from all different walks of life. And he was the director. And they wow. went on to win more games, beat all the minor league teams. It was a, it's an amazing story. That's that how we awesome. look at it. You're, 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 you're building a cast. And you could have the best player in the world, but if they're all into themselves and not fans first and not focused on entertaining, they will not play for us. And they, will be, they won't last a day because our team will kick them out instead of them leaving and i think that's what's uh, pretty interesting nice awesome jesse will you uh stay with us we have uh, about a minute and a half of commercials to run through sure and uh we'll be right back with savannah bananas owner jesse cole did you know that holes left behind at the beach are hazardous for baby sea turtles as they make their way to the ocean Baby sea turtles are protected by filling in the holes that you or others dig on the beach. Hashtag sea turtle safety stickers and more information can be found at www.seaturtlesafety.org. How many times have you heard WRUU's corporate underwriting message? If you remember it, then your potential customers remember your message as well. 
we are offering this space to connect corporate and institutional partners with our loyal and active listeners. Underwriting on WRUU is short, so listeners don't tune out. It's exclusive, so your message won't be lost in advertising clutter. And it supports Savannah's only community radio station. For a marketing package to increase your reach beyond traditional media, email underwriting at wruu.org. Welcome back. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul, and you're listening to Bring It In. All right. Welcome back, and we are joined by Savannah Bananas owner, Jesse Cole, and um, man, it, you've it's been an awesome interview. Um, today, I noticed uh, shortly after I got into the studio, you guys made a, a new announcement. Um, you've added three new games to the uh, the calendar, and it looks like it looks like we have a new baseball team in Savannah, and I'm guessing you're behind it uh, somewhat. The Savannah Party Animals. Yes, you got that right. So we've had three games on our schedule, and it said to be determined for a while. Okay. And who we were going to play. And so, uh, yes, we introduced a brand new team, a new opponent of the Bananas, and it's the Party Animals. Now, if you go back five years ago, uh, that was one of the top five votes for a potential team in Savannah was the Party Animals. And so uh, we're bringing it back. And I think, again, this summer is the summer of experimentation. Um, You know, you never know. This could be the team that – takes on the bananas on the road you never know we're testing things we're going to see how people take to them is it going to be a new good uh uh other rival other than the making bacon that we play here uh locally so uh we're going to see they're going to be doing weird things cut off jerseys they're going to be partying in the dugout it's going to be a team that i think uh uh it's going to be a lot of fun and it fits the vibe so party animals bananas tomorrow night is going to be the first uh time to see each other and i, I think uh from an insider standpoint it'll be fun to watch too there's going to be Let's, there'll be tug of wars between the two teams. There's going to be contests. They'll be chugging Red Bulls. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hope there's some beer going on. Sorry, <laughs> what's that? You have open trials for that party animal team? <laughs> uh, no, it, I know you're asking that as a joke, but uh, the reality is, uh, come next spring, I think we're going to have more of an open tryout for a team to play against the bananas and play the bananas. So uh, again, casting those characters out there. So um, yeah, I could see you you jumping in playing some center field for us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, the atmosphere at your ballpark has always been incredible. I've been going to, I've been there a few, a few games for the past few years. Um, I played baseball, uh, high school, college, and played in a, in a summer baseball league even um, up in Northeast uh, New York. And uh, I mean, I got a chance to play in front of some pretty good crowds, but I've never seen anything like it at the Banana Stadium there. Um, Talking about your players and the adaptation of some of those rule changes this year, how do they feed into it? <laughs> I, I think, you know, we set the tone the first day and onboard them and bring them in and say, hey, guys, this is what we're trying to do. And I think they all realize they're the 1% of 1% of 1% that are playing. You know, they're playing this summer and they're playing in front of fans. Um, so, you know, I think the guys are so open to it. And as far as the rule changes, if you're talking about banana ball, uh, the game that we launched before the season. Yeah. 
two-hour time limit, uh, no bunting, you bunt, you get thrown out of the game, no walks, uh, you know, can't step out of the batter's box, a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Um, yeah, I mean, showdowns after the game for extra innings. We built that to try to make a more fun and exciting game, not just for the fans, but also for the players. And so uh, they played it in front of a, a good, great, good crowd our first night on June 26th. And uh, I'll tell you that we're going to be bringing that banana ball game back by the end of the season, too. So you'll be able to see it on Insiders as well, uh, Glenn. But we'll have that. Uh, you never know. Maybe it'll be the last game against the party animals could be banana ball. We've, we've got some ideas uh, that we're working on. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think those uh, those rule changes are so awesome. Um, my favorite is the the fan that catches the foul ball. I mean, yes. how much better can just I mean, first you catch a foul ball and you leave with a a true um, souvenir that's like that's close to your heart. I know I know people who still still have foul balls they've caught or home run balls they've caught displayed in their house um i've never been lucky enough to catch one so if i caught one and it actually meant something and got someone out it would just it would just be that much more awesome put this in in context glenn we've had two foul balls caught so far this summer unfortunately (laughs) we were were playing the regular baseball game (laughs) but one happened a couple nights ago and it was amazing it was the end of the game the bananas were winning it was the ninth inning we had two outs and there was a foul ball up into the bleachers a guy caught it imagine ending the game as a fan i mean you're gonna get interviewed by the media we have news here every night like hey tell us about what was going on like the fan is now the star and again just to be go back to our point what else is fans first the fans get to play they get to choose what happens that's the future of baseball not just sitting and watching as a spectator you know, people need to be involved yeah. in the game. They need to care about it, not just when there's the World Series or playoffs. And that's that's what we're working on. Oh man, yeah, that's that's awesome. What, uh, Jeff, Jamie, what were your guys's uh, favorite rules from the banana banana ball? Man, I, for me, I think it's the uh, the end of the game showdown, man. I mean, that is spectacular. You should, I, I thought you guys were doing the banana ball every game. I, I mean, that's one of those rules I that wish. you should do every game. And yeah. I think it's just phenomenal. I mean, you got a pitcher throwing to the catcher and then a batter. I mean, yeah. if that batter gets a piece of that ball, man, it's pretty much game over if he's quick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want one of the fat guys running around. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, I, we got the idea. There was a pitcher way back in the 1800s. I think his name was Rube Waddell, and he threw about 100 miles an hour back then. It was crazy. But he had no idea where it was going. But he was a real showman. And I was hearing a story about him. And sometimes games, he would say, guys, get off the field. Get off the field. I got this guy. And he would tell all his fielders to get off the field. I was like, that's the ultimate showman move right there. (laughs) And so, you know, when you have a great closer, if you can strike out a guy, you win. Now, if the guy hits a little ground ball, he's going to be out at the plate. So it's really that penalty kick. You know, you watch the penalty kick. I still remember, you guys, what was it, the the U.S. women's soccer game and Mia Hamm and Brandy Chastain and how big that was. And she's ripping off. Like, that's one of the most exciting things in soccer is the penalty kick. Why does baseball just have to say, oh, we're just going to keep playing the same game we've always played and see how long this goes? Are you kidding me? Make it exciting. And that's thank you for liking the showdown. We're, we're, we're still tinkering with it, but it was pretty fun the first time. Yeah, that one is pretty good. I like I like the steal first one as well. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Pass ball. You never know. Yeah. Oh, count one. Oh, count. Just be ready. Take off. That's right. <laughs> be ready to go. Yeah. Cool. I used to see, you know, the ones that were in the dirt on the third strike, you knew were going past the, pit, the catcher. You sometimes swung at them just to make that run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 pretty exciting. It'd be interesting to see you have those rules a little bit more often. And just, I wish. (laughs) I'm working on. I'm battling. I'm battling a lot of people on that. But hey, yeah, I'm I'm sure you're battling the the people that are sending players out there for development thing and programs like that. I'm sure that's a lot of the. the, Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get there. Baby steps. Yeah. I was wondering when I first heard about Banana Ball if you were gonna take this as a stepping stone and actually just start your own your own uh baseball league down down in Georgia have a couple a couple teams and just have them all because i mean the way that you've you've moved um throughout your career it's like you keep taking those steps so i mean from from what i'm seeing it looks like your next step is either jumping up into a bigger baseball league or sticking with the bananas and almost turning into a commissioner of another league. I mean, it that those are the type of things that just reading your story and listening to you talk that that I see in in the future would you are those are those options or sticking around with the Savannah Bananas almost making like a uh whole sports entertainment group where you have multiple teams are are those yeah. things on the table or is pretty much everything on the table <laughs> with you everything's everything's always on the table but you have to have clarity and focus if you really want to make things uh, accomplish things so um yeah to answer your question i think uh what we've realized is that when you can have control over the experience you can deliver a better experience the reason walt disney Uh, developed Disney World was because he realized that all of his movies, his animations, they were shown at theaters that were often dirty. They weren't controlled well. They were, it could be a bad experience showing a Disney uh, film. So he said, I'm going to control it and create our Disney theme park where all the characters can come together. We can really make it a great experience from the beginning to the end. So when I look at having lots of other teams or potentially having a league with lots of other teams, uh, you lose some of that control. So I think you'll see in the future i think you're going to see the bananas uh will be like i said taking the show on the road um you heard it here first but i think uh, we're going to start with a one city world tour next spring the one city world tour nice and uh one city that uh, really wants us to come um we're going to bring that and probably banana ball to another city um somewhere in the u.s and uh see what happens and then expand that after we learn and learn and on the back of our fans first playbook guys we have this for our whole team our game day staff, our interns, our full-time staff. Uh, it says something I said a few years ago, but it says, be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how much you give to others. And I think that is the whole mindset. We are not impatient on how much money we make. We're not impatient on everything that we accomplish. We're impatient on how much we can impact our fans and bring fun and happiness. And that sounds very macro and cheesy, but that's what's guiding us. And so it makes it very easy to uh, not say, let's try to do everything next year. Let's yeah. take one step forward and make a difference and keep going. And guys, we're only five years old. You know, you think about it. We're five years old. I mean, Chick-fil-A started in 1967. I mean, you know, Disney was 1923. I mean, are you kidding me? I, the, the, the Barnum Bailey Circus was 146 years before it shut down. We're five years old. We're a baby. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to accomplish a lot more in the next five, 10, 15 years. Awesome. Awesome. You guys have anything else? I mean, oh, I think just, we're. Uh, thank you for being out there. I'm glad there's some baseball to watch. It's live. Um, 
man, the, the baseball is good. The atmosphere is incredible. Anybody who hasn't been out to see a game needs to go see one because it, it, it is entertaining. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's great. We love what you're doing, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we, you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank you for joining us, um, and and we look forward to following you guys and watching, and especially tomorrow night's uh, first game with the Savannah Party Animals. That looks really fun. Um, and, yeah, thank you uh, for joining us and being a friend of the show. I uh, appreciate you guys. It was a lot of fun. And, and Glenn, i got to give you the shout-out for wearing the Blues Banana Stand. Uh, big shout-out for there rocking it, man. I see it. You're looking yeah. good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. And that was Jesse Cole from the Savannah Bananas. And you can uh, log on to Facebook and become a Banana Insider. Um, Watch they they put out videos, um, extra content, and it's it's awesome. They have their their games, like we were talking about. A lot of the things I think could potentially find its way into the MLB. Um, I could see teams that are hurting for uh, fans to let let everybody uh, pick the closer um, for the ninth and whatnot like that. Especially in the, the minor leagues. I mean, I think, you know, you got all these big contracts in the majors that you know, they're probably – a lot of those guys aren't that cool anyway. So, I mean, like you said, he's selecting – He's basically casting these players to uh, play roles on the team yeah. as, as actors and players. I mean, it's pretty awesome what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I was a little upset I didn't get to ask him my question about old Trapper Beef Jerky and uh, that whole situation. But, yeah, he wasn't. he's not really uh, all about the – He's not all about the, advertisement. the advertisements. <laughs> he's cutting the ads out. <clears throat> yeah. He's, That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, but, uh, hey, he's he's got – He's got it going on for the bananas. He's got and a that's vision awesome. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Great to have him on. All right, so let's. Uh, we got about ten minutes. Let's try to get through our week eleven NFL picks. These are the games that are going to be going on the week of November twenty second. Just to let everybody know what part of the season it's kind of going to be in. Um, so we're starting out, and as always. Listen, look us up on Instagram and Twitter at Bring It In Show, and um, yeah, follow us. Well, let's hope this season gets started when it's supposed to, man. I mean, there, there's some back and forth with the players in the uh, NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, we, we might. Breeze, Russell Wilson, Justin Tucker, JJ Watt. They're all basically saying, "You guys better figure this stuff out." Yeah, they haven't they heard, heard anything. Before. Yeah, so. no procedures, nothing. So. They they got figured out soon. All I mean, right. training camp starting uh, the twenty first tomorrow for rookies, um, and then QBs yeah. go the twenty third, and then uh, full camp starts the twenty eighth next week. Yeah, so they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out this week. This week they need to come up with something, um, some kind of handbook. Uh, yeah, I like mean, <laughs> even even if they just scratch out. Uh, MLB and write NFL on the MLB's yeah. handbook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to say the game. I'm going to make my pick. Then I'm going to throw it to you, Jeff, and then you throw it to Jamie. All right, and we'll oh. get through this in the next eight minutes. All right, first we have the Cardinals 
at the Seahawks. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Oh, no, no, no. Bad pick. I'm going to pick the Cardinals because there won't be a 12th man out there. I'm with you. Cardinals. James. I, I'm, I'm taking Seahawks on that game at home. Oh, I, if I was putting money on it, it'd probably be Seahawks, but I love the Cardinals. Yeah, me too. Um, so then we're going to the Lions at the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers because it's against the Lions. Jeff? Yeah. Panthers all day. Jamie? Yeah, Panthers because it's against the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then we have the Patriots at the Texans. I'm going to go with the Patriots because they seem to do well at this time of year. Jeff? You know, give me the Texans. Right. I don't know. Seems right. Finally. Jamie. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans. Not much other reason other than it's the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we got the Steelers at Jacksonville going up against the Jags. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yeah, hands down on this one. It's going to be the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers, even though this is generally a game they struggle with. In Jacksonville. I don't know why, but history has said they struggle, but I like the Steelers. Okay, then we got the Titans at the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens. I think I probably have them about undefeated so far this year. Yeah, the, yeah. the Ravens are still mad about the loss in the playoffs last year, so they're not going to let the Titans do what they did to them and beat them at their own game this week. Ravens, Jamie, what you got? Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. I like that pick. All right, we got the Packers at the Colts. I'm going to go with the Packers for here. Jeff? Yeah, I'm, I'm one Packers also. I mean, the, the delay in the uh, offseason training and all that stuff, I mean, these new quarterbacks and new coaches and, and new schemes, they're, they're going to put the Colts at a real disadvantage. Yeah. Packers. Yeah, we'll take the Packers for those reasons. I like it. Okay, now we got the Eagles at the Browns. Ooh, I think I'm going to pick the Browns on this one. They're going to get a couple a couple wins in their, under their belt this year. Jeff? I, I love that you picked the Browns, and I was going to pick the Eagles, but, you know, I'm going with you, man. Because uh, <laughs> Eagles fans, you know, half of them are, are really good friends of mine. And that I, <laughs> they're the worst, also. Half bad, half are good friends of yours that you can't stand, and the other half are enemies of yours that you can't stand, yeah. huh? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like the comment that they're going to win a couple. Um, so yeah, I, maybe maybe this is where I'll take the Browns too and and ride your shoulders on that. <laughs> All, right. All right, we got the Falcons in New Orleans going up against the Saints. I'm gonna pick. The Falcons on this one. They just, they look so good. I mean, I I don't know if it's going to be real, but I see them doing well. Jeff? So what is it with Matt Ryan? Like, even years he throws, like, for the most yards and touchdowns. MVP. Um, I don't know about Gurley, man. This game is very interesting. I don't know if Gurley, at this point in the year, if he's going to have it in him still. Um I think I got to go Saints, man. I'm right. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints, too. 
I think there's just going to be a much stronger team at this point of the year. All right. Then we go to the Bengals at the – There's why isn't there a name here? Washington. Oh, yeah. No I guess it's the no names. <laughs> That's why there's no name. It's just the Bengals <laughs> against the no names. Um, he didn't plan that, guys. He didn't plan that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. I think Joe Burrow is going to be figuring things out. You know, I'm going to go with the Redskins on this. I do think Burrow is going to be a, a really decent player this year, but I think the Skins are going to have a decent squad too. Um, and with Rivera, man, he can get his team together. They're yeah. not going to be shutting down at, at this point. They're going to keep trying. Yeah, I'm going to take the, the red team as well. I think that's a good pick. <laughs> all right we got <laughs> we got the chargers going going into uh denver to go up against the broncos i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the br- 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 i don't even want to say it i'm stuttering saying it because i haven't picked them once this year i don't think but i'm gonna go with the broncos there you go i think i'm gonna go chargers on this and it's probably a bad decision but I just, for some reason, I got a feeling. I mean, well, it is Melvin Gordon's old team, so maybe it'll be a Melvin Gordon game. So maybe I should go with the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. Change, change the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'll take the Broncos. <laughs> All right. Then we got the Cowboys at the Vikings. I think I. I think I'm gonna go with the uh, Cowboys this week. Even I don't think I, I, yeah, I don't think I pick the Cowboys very often, but I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. With you, I'll stick with you. This is gonna be probably a game they need to win for playoff yeah. contention. Keep yeah, running. just to be the contrarian, I think I'll go ahead and take the opposite on that one. Okay. Ooh. This this matchup's for Jeff. We got the Chiefs at the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I got to go with the Chiefs, too, man. I I think the Raiders will, will play well, but Andy Reid's he's not going to let them get beat by the Raiders. <laughs> you like the oh, Raiders? That's an old-school matchup. John Gruden against uh, Andy Reid. Yeah. Oh, it's rare, rare that a world champion gets better, and they did. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, for our last game, we got two minutes left. Um, for our last game, hashtag where's Chris, hashtag where's Geary. We have the Rams at the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think this is going to be a pretty solid Monday night game, man. I'm interested to watch it already. Um, I don't think we know what the Rams are going to do this year. No. I can't imagine Sean McVay not getting his team ready to play and having a different uh, kind of scheming up a little different. Um, they, they had a really off year last year, and I think they'll bounce back. Um, that being said, we don't know what's going to happen with the Bucks either. You got new Tom Brady and new offense. But, of course, he's been working ahead of schedule anyway without with the, team, the NFL hating him about it. Um, I'm going Bucks. Monday night win. I agree. I think the Bucks will win. Of course, Brady might be out injured by now, too. 
We could only hope. I'm sorry. I, I love you, Tom. No, no you don't. <laughs> don't. Don't lie to that man's ears. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Tom. You don't have to apologize to him either. I um, respect him. I respect Tom. Yeah, we have to because he's got six rings. Um, Just tell him to stop falling down and crying when he doesn't get hit. <laughs> I'll try to get that message to him. And I want to thank everybody <laughs> for joining us this week. Um, yeah, it was an awesome interview. We want to thank Jesse Cole again. And um, tune back in next week. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Bring It In Show. Peace. <laughs>
two or three teams per region and you know any any like bigger area that has lots of college baseball uh mainly in the south i guess is kind of how you'd have to do it yeah um, i mean i'm sure you get into the mid-atlantic and uh uh the west coast could do it too but uh, Be yeah, I, think I was thinking weird. thinking that same thing kind of like a league become the commissioner and that's before i heard that he's got a thousand people trying out for his teams like and that's just like you could do that everywhere you just have to have the talent pool and and like, yeah it's there yeah cool oh, man i'm impressed by his stuff yeah he's uh he's got it got it going mm -hmm. Tony, man you gotta see one of these games yeah I want it's, to, man. It, it's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, I haven't been I haven't been to one of their games uh since they've been, but I've watched them. Like I said, I'm always I feel like I was always at work. They play during the season that we used to before COVID happened when we used to have a uh, vacation time. Yeah. Um, this is when everybody would be taking vacation time, so I'll be spending like every day in the kitchen. Cool. Plus, they're sold out. You can never get a ticket. Yeah, not unless you find it on um on like Facebook or something. But man, yeah. turn gotta, down fifty thousand. Yeah. Well, you just gotta get them. Bring them to Elizabeth's. Is that the name of your restaurant? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, see if he'll bring some tickets with him. Just like shoot, I'll take a media pass and stand up up in the media booth the whole time. I'm sure he'd give you one, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was super. Uh, it was a good good interview. I thought. Yeah, yeah. At least for one game, I think he would. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a great interview, man. He didn't let us down. That's for sure. No, no. He was he was here uh, ready to once go. Once he started once he started talking about all that, I couldn't I didn't feel like I could get in there and grill him about anything too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then also it was like we we weren't really aware about the banana ball not being his normal thing. So yeah, I, I, I really thought. I mean, like I haven't watched the whole game. I've just been clicking in and seeing like bits of innings, and I would yeah. see uh some scores, and they they all seem to always be like low i think last night it was like nine to one okay. but yeah yeah i mean I, hey this is awesome man he was he was cool i was trying to sneak that uh info in about the nfl i don't think dude i'm worried man yeah me too i don't know if they might end up shrinking the season down to like 12 games or something if they can't figure this out quick i mean they literally have like three weeks to figure it out yeah and then and then it's pre-season i mean right what is yeah i mean what what are they uh, it's almost it's like they need to have um to do it like tournament style and just have like every division play each other best team out of every division gets put into a some kind of bracket but you could do it that way or you could just make it so that you don't play the furthest away teams yeah so that cuts out two games or four yeah four games and then 
Yeah, that could do it right there. You just don't play the teams that are furthest away. Or you cut down your inner division teams by just cut them in half. Just play every team once. Yeah, because then, I mean, you you don't have that home field advantage for both teams. Yeah. I think what you do is you'd get rid of the – so, like, AFC West would not play NFC East, you know, and that kind of situation. I think yeah. that's the only could shrink it down. Like the Major League did. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Man, I'm so mad, man. Masson, I can't watch any Orioles games without Masson because they're not even going to be on ESPN or anything. Yeah. So what? I mean, what's... They might not know yet. They might put them on toward the middle of the season or something. I, I don't know. The schedule's not completely out yet, but. So what's oh, up with Masson? Toronto's having a hard time because if they don't want to go back to Florida. Their stadium down there only holds four or five thousand people. So I think that's all it is that you know try to get fans back in, but just it's hard to tell when or how it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. We can just assume that there's not going to be any fans this year for baseball. Yeah, I've heard a bunch of football teams saying they won't have fans. What's going on yeah. with Masson, though? Can you watch Orioles games on there or no? Is that what you said? I, I, we, we cut the cord, man. Oh, and we there's moved, no way to get it in. I can't get it. Without get Comcast. A, yeah. That stinks. I mean, you think like I could just buy a Masson app, right? Like, why don't they have an app yet? Yeah. Just watch those games. I mean, and like I could get the MLB Insider, but they don't show local games, so I can't. So it would block off your local. Yeah. (laughs) Like I gotta move to freaking Pennsylvania to. I get all your Baltimore games down here. Yeah. I'm sure you do. You know, I might be using Reddit or something to try to find a feed. Yeah. Hey, I gotta, I gotta take off, man. I gotta go to a sensitivity class. Oh, oh man, you're gonna fail. <laughs> Good luck. Just don't talk. Just don't. <laughs> I did one of them. We had to do them online, like last, last. <laughs> How'd you pass? Dude, I got ninety percent on both, or a hundred percent on two of them, and then one I got nine. You just thought like, okay, this is what I would do in this situation, so I'm gonna answer this. I'm going to pick this exactly. other answer. <laughs> I went opposite of everything I thought. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Awesome show. Thank you. Hell yeah. Peace.